Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. All right, welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders. Uh, my name is Derek DeYoungi, and I'll be your host for today. Joining me is uh, software and data consultant Tom Kowalski. Tom, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. We've got uh, a couple really great folks joining us as well. Elle, Elle, could you introduce yourself a little bit here? Hey, I'm El Marquez. I am a cloud researcher and trainer over at a company called Nuveg. And I think overall, I'm just a big proponent of community building. Fantastic. And Amit. Yeah, uh, my name is Amit. I am a freelance web developer. I've been working on my own business over the last year, uh, building it up. And I've spoken at many meetups and conferences. Great. Yeah. And so today, what we're going to be talking about is the impact on public speaking and doing tech talks on uh, one's career. Uh, personally, I've um, you know, done quite a bit of public speaking and I was kind of pushed into it. So I kind of wanted to discuss that a little bit and you know just kind of get it out there, kick the topic around. I think we've got, you know, all four of us have done quite a, quite a bit of speaking here. So uh, I think it's going to be a great topic. So let's, let's just jump in. I guess I can probably start. You know, I was, like I mentioned, I was kind of pushed into uh, speaking a little bit. When I joined RightBrain Networks, my boss, Jamie Began, the CEO and founder of RightBrain, uh, was running the AWS meetup uh, here locally in Ann Arbor. And um, he had pushed me to, you know, do a talk, uh, you know, provide some content. And so I put together a talk on uh, SaltStack, kind of got through those first nerves. Uh, I was pretty young, probably about 23. It wasn't much long after that, that I submitted that same talk to uh, the SaltStack conference. And that ended up taking me out to Salt Lake City, which was really cool. Got to meet a lot of new people, um, meet people that were building SaltStack, um, made a lot of great connections. You know, and I continued to speak around, uh, you know, the community, yeah, doing AWS meetup and stuff like that. Ended up doing some other things, right? Um, like uh, NGINX conference out in, I think that was in California somewhere, Bay, and probably in the Bay. And that, that talk actually got me into writing books with O'Reilly. So really opened up a lot of opportunities for me and a lot of new connections and networking and stuff like that. And, uh, you know... Something that Jamie has always said is like the best way to learn something is to teach it. So kind of really pushed myself there. So yeah, that's my my kind of uh you know beginning experience and and speaking and kind of like where where I'm at on these uh, on this discussion. So and then anybody uh, who's up next? What do you guys want to talk about here? I go through and just to, I guess let us say how we got started. Yeah, I think that's a great great way to kind of get this started here. All right, I'm just gonna jump in because that's always me. Um, well, at this point, I think I've spoken at well over 100 conferences. I've lost count at this point. If you ask me and I can be there, I usually will be. My favorite story to tell is actually how I got started because people will tell me, well, I'm just not technical enough. I don't have anything to teach anyone. And my first talk was actually 
called um, Building a Stronger Community by Poisoning the Well. And I was just having a very, very bad experience being a female who was new, new to technology in the Linux community. It was just, I was so angry because people kept saying that we want diversity and we want to grow, but I was being treated like I wasn't supposed to be there. So I submitted to uh, Linux Fest in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I just went on stage and I was like, this is my truth. I let them have it. And I was actually really surprised at how welcoming people were to the message. And somebody in the audience actually invited me to come speak in their company because they thought the message would really just resound with the people there. And that was the beginning of it when I was like, OK, people want to hear this. And eventually I was like, well, if they want to hear my story with that, I'm just going to teach a newbie thing to Linux. And people kept being accepting of the message and kept inviting me back out. So it's just been an amazing adventure that's taken me all over the world. Wow, that's a that's a great story. So I'm, I'm excited to hear more. Amit, how, uh, how'd you get started in uh, public speaking in, uh, in tech? So uh, back in like 2014 or 2015, uh, this is when I had just started uh, learning web development, uh, kind of pivoted careers a little bit. Uh, to go full into it. And so at that time, uh, there's a JavaScript framework, Angular. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with it. We've heard of it. But um, one of the recommendations I had from a mentor was to like join a meetup that is about the you know framework or technology so that I can you know meet with fellow peers and learn from them, that kind of stuff. And so I saw that there wasn't one in Detroit. So I created my first meetup called NG Detroit. Now, I was new to web development and this framework, so my ulterior motives was to create this group and network and find people who are smarter than me so I can ask them the questions that, like, you know, I'm just struggling finding the answers to online. Um, but it turned out the first meetup I had, people came in and just expected me to be the expert, and that kind of put me in an awkward position because you know i was pretty like pretty uh like transparent about my experience level but you know it was just a matter of uh, i guess because i took the initiative that uh i kind of just built this reputation where i started building more meetups and organizing events and like i got like sponsors for food and venue sponsors and it just kind of you know turned into something bigger than i had imagined but at the same time, my initial goal was really just to like connect people and like, you know, ask some questions and, you know, learn from. Yeah, that's fantastic as well. Tom, how about yourself? Yeah, I um I always wanted to do public speaking and events and but you know, there was never like a topic or you know, content or whatever that I felt too comfortable with until uh, until serverless came out, Lambda and you know, the other serverless offerings and I really was was drawn to it, and you know, kind of became an expert in it, and end up starting the um, serverless meetup in the Detroit area. Did a few talks on that. Uh, did the DevOps days um, on a on a talk in serverless and and DevOps, and it it kind of uh, my company supported it as well. So that was kind of you know that that gateway. The, the management kind of allowed us to to focus on that. Um, so yeah, that's how I um, got in. I've done a few other uh, AWS related talks, um, the AWS Michigan meetup. I did that as well. So yeah, I, I kind of like to to ask everyone. So my 
company that I worked for at the time kind of uh, enabled us to do the public speaking. I'm assuming you guys had the same experience in enabling you to do that. Uh, what advice do you have for others that are looking to do that and maybe don't have the support of their company here? Uh, I mean, I, you know, as you know, like that, I was extremely supported and yeah, you can get where in like um, doing public speaking. So really, I don't, I, I don't know, I wouldn't see why a company would not be supportive. It seems like that would be an anti-pattern, right? Like any any publicity where you you've got your engineers out there, kind of like showing showcasing knowledge, is I think a great thing. So, um, what I've hit is actually companies where you're not directly doing something that relates. Oh, sorry, doesn't most companies when you're not doing something that directly relates to what they're selling, uh, really don't want. to the money on sending you further than a local meetup or maybe just something down the street so when i first started out everything was coming out of pocket flights food even hotel but i just really thought it could be something that i could excel at and was willing to make that investment so i think when you're starting out you have to set up a realistic expectation of what you're willing to do at that time are you just going out to local meetups and you're looking to meet some people are you looking to build a career around it once you're there, then you start making the decisions on how much financial, you know, what is my financial situation and how much am I willing to invest in what I, what it is that I believe in or what it is that I want to grow into. I can, I can relate to that. I'd like to piggyback a kid about that because I've had a mixture of experience. Uh, but like that first meetup I, I started, I was freelancing at the time and then I, I got a job offer and that company uses its own like internal framework. So while they didn't mind that I was running meetups and, you know, wanting to get in conferences, because it wasn't necessarily the tech stack that they used, they really weren't, like, supportive. Besides, like, you know, if I wanted to go to something, it, like, yeah, it came out of pocket. They really didn't invest anything or contribute to anything besides just being flexible to my scheduling. Um, so like to Elle's point, like, yeah, I kind of had to self-finance it to the point where once, you know, I, I had to, you know, reconcile with myself that like, it's something I wanted to do and, and I saw the future potential. And once I started, you know, building my meetup that they saw like, oh, wow, look how many you like, you know, members are joining and how, how many people are showing up to my events that then they started seeing the. The potential in like the marketing or the PR value to it uh, but you know for that initial like I would say like six to eight months that was just really self-funded in terms of like uh, buying the food or travel costs alone. I will say that once you get established in your career and you know that this is what you love I would make it a part of what you're asking when you're interviewing with the company. When I started with Nuvic and I'm going through the interview I literally said you know what? Public speaking is something that is just fills my bucket. And if this isn't something I can do with this company, I'm probably not interested in being with it. And so when they came back and they said, yeah, you know what? We're not interested in making a profit if you're out there growing and giving back to the community. I was like, OK, now now I'm interested in this company. Interesting. So now do they sponsor the events that you go to um, and everything now? So they'll sponsor me when I'm going to a specific conference like, you know, DevOps Detroit. But they will also sponsor conferences like the Diana Initiative, knowing that it's probably not something that we're targeting to a audience that we're going to be selling a product to or a service to, but just helping you know, really get the message out there to what's available in the tech sector. 
it's a very different type of approach to it that I really enjoy. And I hope that more I hope that more companies are willing to see beyond you know, the marketing dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think this is probably a good uh, we've been kind of dancing around uh, DevOps Days Detroit uh, quite a bit. You know, DevOps Days Detroit was well, let's back up. DevOps Days is a what's the word I'm looking for? Franchise type, I guess, type conference. It has a specific format. It follows a very uh, rigid guide as to how the conference should be administered. And, but it's up to the localities uh, to actually go through and like provide the conference. Uh, so we, we have one here in Detroit. There's a really big one in Chicago, you know, Amsterdam, you know, and so on and so forth. Basically every big city in, in, in the world. Um, you know, has a DevOps Days. DevOps Days Detroit was actually started in 2015. Um, Jamie Began, like I mentioned, you know, with he he started the AWS Michigan. And he also, you know, got involved and got this uh, DevOps Days Detroit. You know, started in 2015 and kind of passed the buck to a nonprofit who is running it now called uh, DevOps Detroit. I'm actually an organizer for the DevOps Days Detroit this year. Uh, and last year, so I, I've been involved a little bit since 2015 in DevOps Days Detroit, and I really just really love the format of the conference and the the ethos about you know really what they're trying to provide. L is going to be our keynote this year, uh, October 18th and 19th, uh, 2023. So super excited about that. Yeah, Tom, you're going to be coming, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Like I said, I, I spoke it. I was an organizer as well, but it was during the COVID times. We never actually had an event, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to 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 get back in, and yeah, excited we're having another one this year. Yeah. So, Ellie, you got any anything to say about DevOps days in general? I mean, I know you've spoke it quite a few of them at this point, right? I have loved how welcoming the community is because I technically haven't been on the operations side of the house since 2016. I've never been a developer. So it's crazy that I've been asked to speak at, you know, DevOps Days Houston. I got to keynote DevOps Days Texas, which was like just something I never expected. But coming from the security side of the house where we're always thinking, and look, I'm going to be blunt here. We start thinking, well, developers just don't care about security. They're just not interested in it. They're just looking to push. They're just looking to push the code. And the more that I've spent with the community, the more I've realized how wrong that viewpoint is. It's just about establishing a relationship between the security and DevOps communities. So I think these conferences are an amazing opportunity to do that and to go outside of work and actually start seeing what each side of the house is interested in and how we can merge those together. You know, I think security gets a bad rap. I, I really do think that developers and operations folk do care about security. So, so don't discredit that. Hopefully, I didn't sound like I was. I was just meaning to say that that's the view that we tend to see, and pointing out, you know, how wrong we've really been when it comes to that. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know, everybody likes to make jokes about security, but I mean, it's it's extremely important, right? So. I think everybody has a actually does value it, but the, the jokes are funny, right? <laughs> so yeah, your background's uh, definitely welcome to DevOps days for sure. I spoke at a couple of DevOps days actually. I took the uh, environments as cattle, <clears throat> talked to what was that Columbus? And that was fun. I kind of um, had a quick run through of a talk. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> this is kind of an interesting point. Developing a talk 
I heard from Matt Stratton. I think it was Matt Stratton who said, like, if you're going to give a talk, you know, just do one really well and present that all over the place for a year, you know? And that's why I, I tried to do that. And so I, you know, developed my talk. I got better at it by, you know, presenting at AWS Michigan. I took it to uh, Columbus and then ended up, I feel like I really, you know, really hit it well in uh, DevOps Days Detroit. And I look to kind of do that more. Um, I haven't, I don't have one this year, but I think next year, definitely put something together and trying to submit it to multiple different conferences around, around the country and kind of get back out there and do some evangelicalism. You know, I see some of these like real big, big speakers, like, L, you, you're kind of one of them that, I, you know, I admire that is on the road and is out there, you know, providing knowledge and, and viewpoint to quite a few people and making a, making a real impact. I call them like, you know, uh, tech evangelicalists or whatever. You know, the ones that just like speak all over the place. And it's like, man, does this company like, you know, do you do anything for them or are you just out here speaking? Uh, but I think that's really, that's a really cool position. I uh, kind of always wanted to see myself in that. I piggyback off that really quick and uh, kind of dip my toe into what my talk will be up at DevOps Days. Is that all right? Or should I keep that under wraps? Oh, no, go for it. We're, we're promoting. We're ready to. Hear what you got to say. Give us some, you know, some insight. So I, and I understand that you did not mean it in a negative way, but the whole concept of, you know, do you do anything for your company or just, you know, out here talking is kind of what I'm touching base on when it comes to the concept of diversity, because I have been seen as a non-technical individual because I do tend to stick to community talks and helping build the community in that way. But at the same time, you know, I'm at Nuvic researching and building cloud training courses. That's not what people see when I'm up there on stage. So when it comes to the terms of diversity, are we actually doing an injustice to people by promoting their diversity, not what they've contributed to the actual tech community? Yeah, that's an interesting point. There's definitely been, you know, we do see quite a bit of push on diversity I'll tell you one time when I got hired, I'm you know just onboarding and everything, and my manager legitimately said, "Yeah, it was down to two candidates, but we wanted a viewpoint that wasn't just you know a white male." And I just stopped and I said, "I know that you think that's a good thing, but were you telling me that I wasn't qualified for the job, but you only hired me because I was a Hispanic female?" Like, that's insulting to me because it takes away how hard that I've worked towards you know getting to this position. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we definitely, when we, last year, when we were talking about, you know, what our focus for DevOps Days Detroit was going to be, we did kind of battle with the idea of like, are we pushing <clears throat> diversity in a, failing to find the words, like an unauthentic way by like, just being like, oh, diversity, diversity first, rather than like actually, you know, looking at people for their, their actual qualifications, right? And what, what is diversity, right? Uh, as far as like, it's not just demographic, right? It's also knowledge and, um, you know, backgrounds in their, and in people's careers, you know? So we, we yeah. danced that line a little bit of, on like what, what we're looking for in diversity. I'd like to ask a question if I could, uh, sort of backpedaling a little bit, uh, what kind of talks would you want to see at the, at DevOps day as someone who's interested in submitting a talk and just, I mean, listen to you guys speak and 
I agree with both points. I think I have sort of an opinionated view when I go to conferences as well, because there's part of me that is looking for deep dive technical, but I also know that sometimes like because of talk and the nature of a conference, you know, you can't go really specific without sort of alienating a part of your audience. But I also agree with like the non-technical talks as well as they provide perspectives. Yeah, I mean, so um, have you been to a, a DevOps Days conference? No, I didn't even know that was a thing until I saw the link. In. It, yeah, so DevOps Days, you know, submit a talk about anything DevOps that you want, right? I, technical or not. One thing that I, I really like um, feel great about this conference is that it, it really is about, uh, it has a deep seed in like culture how people work together and not just like, you know, uh, I, I build a cool pipeline, you know what I mean? It's more very much so about, you know, teams working together and how to bridge that gap between, you know, your development operations and security and, you know, management, uh, PMs, QA. So that's a really interesting topic for me for like, because I've been, I was in the management space for, uh, quite a few years there. Uh, so I really enjoy that, that aspect of this conference. And that, that, you know, is part of what I see in the ethos across all of the DevOps days, uh, you know, across the world. It does have to be a healthy mix of both, because if you think about it, a lot of the people that are going to these conferences are perhaps due to the industry and looking to strengthen their skills, see what technology that they need to tackle and what they need to learn. When I was first starting out, I hated going to a talk and just sitting there and looking over at whoever's next to me and, do you understand them? What are they talking about? So by having those quote unquote newbie talks, those starter talks, first of all, you go in there going, I understand what they're saying. And you start getting points on, okay, this is how they got started. This is a road that I can follow. I'm leaving with a list of things that I want to tackle and a source to somebody that I can reach out to that speaker and say, hey, I know that you said this. What recommendation would you have for me to further my knowledge here? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the like you mentioned, Al, like uh, people feel welcome to reach out to a speaker. And I feel like the people that are providing that knowledge really do feel excited about kind of helping others and, and providing that information to the community and, and you know, building that network uh, of people. And that's one thing that I've really, you know, gotten a lot out of, you know, public speaking is just building my own community and, and getting to meet people and putting myself around really smart individuals. So Al, what advice do you have for somebody that is looking to start that has never done you know, public speaking, looking to speak at one of these conferences? Yeah, find a topic that you're excited about. Don't worry if anybody else wants to listen to it. Don't worry, well, is it non-technical enough or not technical enough? Just be passionate about what it is that you want to talk about. And you'd be surprised how much your passion will just be contagious to the audience and get them excited about what it is that you're talking about. Don't worry about the community. Don't worry about who's out there. Worry about what it message it is that you want to talk about, whether it be containers, whether it be the pipeline, whether it be the cloud. Somebody else is going to be interested as well, and your passion and your excitement is going to get them motivated. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. That's what got me going. I was very passionate, motivated about it, and yeah, it just came easy from that point. And don't be afraid to submit. Okay, you are yeah. probably going to get rejected. I've been turned down by a few conferences, and I'm going to tell you the first time it hurt because I'm going, wait, I've spoken here. I've spoken there. Why don't they want to hear me? 
At the same time, other voices need to be heard as well. So just because you get one rejection, go to apply at six more different conferences, write the organizers and say, hey, what was it about my abstract or my submission that I could do better with in order to you know, be able to improve my chances? A lot of times it isn't your topic or your subject. It just happens to be how you attempted to communicate it through that abstract. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The, uh, the, the just do it, you know, submit, submit that talk. Um, even if, you know, you don't think it's perfect right now. But yeah, that's that's what got my foot in the door is, okay, you know, I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to say this, how I'm going to present it, um, but I, I just need to do it, right? And as soon as I submitted it and it was accepted, then I was like, okay, now I can, it, it was kind of like get that, that push to actually make a good talk, right? That brings up a point uh, because, yeah, I'm I'm the same way where, like, I will apply um, the and the talk because that's usually my case and i'm like i'm just gonna pitch this and we'll see it happen and then and then you know we'll we'll tackle the next problem uh when we get there but i i know a lot of friends that like i have a buddy that doesn't want to apply for a talk without me co-speaking and i've always had a conflict with it because while i want to support them in you know uh getting getting the exposure that they want and you know uh, breaking the ice in terms of, um, you know, doing some uh, some talks. The other approach is just more like, I guess I just have never felt nervous about it. applying because I I don't know. I'm always willing to take initiative, so I've always been conflicted about this because, are how do I support them on you know submitting the talk with or without, right? I have an answer for you because this is something that I've had to do. Agree to be the co-speaker, but then be a mentor throughout it. I've done co-speaking where I literally talked about three minutes out of a 30-minute talk. But when preparing, oh, you say that way better than me. You know, How about you say it this way? I think it would be better for you to take this, you know, this portion of it. And as you help build up their confidence, just you being on stage with them is going to make them a lot more comfortable going to make them comfortable because you're there you looked at the abstract to submit think of this not as a co-speaker role but as a mentor role to get them out there and talking as a leader at right for you yeah you know we definitely had a you know some slots to fill for aws michigan but didn't push quite a few of our engineers to get out there and you know do some talks i think it's it's good to get outside your company comfort zone kind of put yourself out there a little bit and see if you know some speaking is it for everybody uh, and that's okay <clears throat> but i think that some folks could use a little bit of a push and it could really benefit their career so i i definitely did that with quite a few folks it did quite a bit for me so yeah no i appreciate this because that's always been a conflict for me because you know Part of me wants to apply, but not sure if me co-speaking with them is sort of giving them a crutch or actually a supportive role in their in, in their journey. And, you know, feedback that I've just received from you guys gives me a bit more context for that. I think I'll put it in a really great way, right? Like your your support of that person is kind of what you make it, right? You can be as involved or as you know not involved as you want to be 
as long as that person feels supported and they feel like they're, you know, able to deliver the, the content that they're, they're trying to uh, provide to the audience, uh, you know, just be supportive to others. And that's what this all, all this stuff is about is, is building our community, um, providing knowledge or like sharing knowledge. Right. And like building all of us up. So, you know, whatever you can provide, whatever you're comfortable providing to others is, you know, typically a net positive on, on the community as a whole. Yeah. I think, I think it's completely fine. Right. To allow people to start right in the co-speaking. I kind of feel like we do that with the podcast. Like, you know, we have a, a host and, you know, subject matter expert. And, uh, I kind of sit here as like a buffer or we'll have somebody else on. So it's not just, you know, there's not too much pressure on somebody to, to have to speak, you know, and be under fire the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I mean, what you, you're like 52 weeks straight on this podcast, right? Yeah. One of them, man. But the, the good thing is I get excited about all things tech. So it is my passion. So whatever we talk about, even public speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm on, I'm passionate. I'm on board. Well, so we're hitting that, um, 30 minute mark here. Uh, does anybody have any, you know, last minute thoughts, things that they, uh, you know, had on the tip of their tongue they wanted to get out before we kind of start wrapping up here? I think I like to jump right in. So I'd like to give just some parting advice for those that are considering, you know, really submitting their first talk and, you know, just speaking at even just a local conference. Just do it. Seriously, just jump right in. Give it a try. At one conference, I fell off the stage. So as long as you don't fall off the stage, you're already doing better than I've done. So just have fun with it. Enjoy your adventure and teach others what it is that you've learned along the way. Yeah, I, you know, the nerves right before getting on stage uh, and delivering a, a talk um, can be quite a quite a lot. But once you once you get off, you know, and you've presented that information, it's, it's kind of a sigh of relief, right? And um Nobody comes up to you and says, man, that was a terrible talk. I didn't like any of the information. You know, people come up to you and say, hey, thank you. I really appreciated what you had to say. I've had people, you know, provide me with, you know, their knowledge afterwards. And I corrected my talk and, you know, made it better the next time. So it's always, it's always been, in my experience, you know, positive, um, positive feedback. So definitely. Yeah. I, I feel motivated now. I haven't done a talk in a while, but, you know, uh, since COVID now. So yeah, I, I, uh, I'm motivated by your advice. I think I'm going to submit a talk coming up here. Thank you. Call for proposals is open for DevOps days, Tom. I'm going to check it out. On with you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, uh, probably filling out a talk. I mean, half the battle is really coming up with a topic. Uh, hey, Derek, in a minute. Uh, is the GDG conference coming up? Isn't that doesn't that happen in the fall? Yeah, that's actually where I met Amit. Yeah, I met you there too. I, I gave a talk last year, an impromptu talk, but yeah, I do proposals and stuff like these other conferences. Or let me Google that real quick. for those. What is that conference? Uh, like developer days. Okay, DevFest, I think. Right. I know they just had one specifically around AI. GDD, Detroit, of coming July 23rd, 18th, April. Doesn't look like anything's coming up. We, uh, some past events, yeah, fairly recently, July 13th, 
they had some large language model uh, talk going on. But yeah, I, I honestly, I really enjoyed that conference as well. I um, I went into it with a, um, my talk was a little bit different. I kind of flipped it on its head and I asked questions of the audience uh, instead of, you know, providing them information. I was looking for information for myself. And I thought we had a pretty good discussion. Uh, it was the last talk of the, uh, of the conference. It provided people a little chance to kind of just like let loose and, you know, discuss amongst themselves. Yeah. I, I love asking questions too. It's, it can be, you know, double-edged. I, sometimes I'll get carried away and go a lot longer, miss some things that I want to talk about. But yeah, I love uh, a setting, right, where you can ask questions and interact. And I think uh, there's a conference code mash that's drivable if you don't want to take a flight or, you know, have to afford those costs. Or if your company's not paying for your talk, you could drive to um, Sandusky, I think. I, I attended last yeah. year, and so I'll think about maybe you guys inspired me to maybe come up with some slides and try to put put a talk together maybe. All right. Yeah, fantastic. It's great to hear that we've, you know, inspired you. Uh, all right. So uh, with that, I think we can, you know, wrap up here. Al, Mitt, Tom, I really appreciate you guys come, jumping in and uh, providing some, you know, experience and uh, distributing your your um, your knowledge and your, your experience with public speaking. So thank you.